gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. It is Good Sense Friday here on 93.7 The Ticket. We'd like to encourage you to go out and get some Good Sense just like we did. Uh, delicious meal. Rico, you're still working on yours? Yeah, still working on mine. I got, oh, half, a, I got half a sandwich left. Hey, yeah, we had a little bit of a... A little bit of technological difficulties, and we have to call Enrico to work on that. So uh, his, uh, you call in me so that I can call somebody else. <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> like Rico, fix this. All right, let me call. Let me call Eric. <laughs> <laughs> let me get up my phone. Uh, yeah. So thanks, to Eric, for getting uh, getting that done for us as well. Um, uh, fun day here on the Ticket Water Cooler. We have Brian Munson as always on a Friday uh, to kind of go through some of the latest in recruiting. Of course, now we're kind of moving forward to the 2024 class. Uh, but who knows after after spring if there's going to be an opportunity opportunity for more additions gonna have to likely gonna have to be some subtractions at least as far as the scholarship distribution goes so just a few um, I think this is makes for one of the most exciting springs that we've had in quite some time uh, but uh, of course we'll still have to wait a little bit for that as uh, Nebraska football um, not gonna not slated probably get start I think it's uh late March Maybe you'll see the uh, the start of spring practice, and obviously mm-hmm. April twenty second is the spring game, and uh, it, it's kind of it kind of dawns on you, right, that uh, it's going to be kind of sad. This is the last football game we have this weekend, the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> it is it's it, as great as it is. Uh, there's always that those last few minutes of the Super Bowl, you just kind of go. Well, this is it, guys. We're, we're without football for several months now. Now, luckily, the USFL and 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 uh, uh, what is the other one? The uh, XFL. XFL. I think uh, the XFL is going. Might interest this year. you a little bit, but yeah, uh, no, it definitely will. You'll love it. How much did you watch last year? The USFL. The XFL, not you, a lot. The you, USFL. I caught a couple of games here and there. Well, I don't think the XFL had it last year, did they? They or another two years ago? Year. XFL. Yeah. Last year, no. Yeah, I watched right. the USFL a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. My my Birmingham. Stallions. <laughs> that's right. Won the championship. The quarterback play in that league was just awful. Uh, it was impressive. So, I don't know what you're talking about. That's, uh, they won the championship. What are you talking about? They got to find a way to get uh, some of those like dual threat quarterbacks uh, in college ball that don't quite translate to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, call me. I, I got ideas. It was a good time. It was a good time. No, it wasn't. no, it wasn't. It was a great time. Uh, before we get into that, I just want to I want to mention that uh, Nebraska softball gets off on the right foot. There you go. With their first win of the season coming in their first game, a win over Lamar, eight to nothing down in Houston. And uh, if anybody was paying attention to the radio, you probably heard a great call. If you were listening to the television, the stream that they had, it was interesting. <laughs> and that's about all I'm going to say about that. I, yeah. I believe that the next game will also be streamed. They play South Dakota at twelve thirty. South Dakota State mm. at twelve thirty. Uh, today, so you can catch the Huskers playing another game against the Jackrabbits uh, down in Houston, and maybe it'll be a different person on the call. Maybe it'll be the same person. <laughs> yeah. If it is, you're in for a treat. Don't pick on him. There's a there's. I'm a not picking on him. The call. It's just I feel I and I said this. I feel bad for the kid because I don't think he knows softball. I don't think he knows or baseball. Or like, he, he was just he doesn't understand. He the was just thrown well. into it, and you can tell. But 
you know, it's it's a learning experience. Yeah. Sometimes you have some bad broadcasts, and that makes you a better broadcaster. Well, and and, and again, too, in college, when uh, I bring this story up once in a while, and, and I don't know if Sorensen wants me to or not, but no, he, you definitely can. He was thrown into a situation where somebody, you know, they, they in the college, you whatever, assign it to two people, and they plan and all that, and then at the last minute, somebody couldn't work, so they they called around Sorensen said, "I don't know wrestling, but yeah, I'll go and do it." <laughs> and then uh, so he did it in what the wrestling meet that he was what he was he was calling um you know in the big 10 there's some pretty big wrestling schools oh yeah so there was people that was reaching out from all around the region and uh could just tell he, he had no clue what he was mm. talking about so he kind of got roasted there Poor guy. Uh, obviously he's turned around has a good broadcasting career yeah, now look at him. Uh, so it, it can be turned around and that's why i say don't roast this kid uh for what it's worth the production value he's working with uh isn't all that much better than his own play yeah they have like two cameras and they stuck with one and it's like the third base view, like over the dugout. Yeah, it's just, it's not the greatest. They were struggling trying to update the scoreboard, not like the actual the scoreboard on the television, like with the hits and the errors and the then the score and the innings and who's on first. And it was, it's it, it's the first game of the season, yeah, probably the for first time, for first yeah, for like first time that they've yeah. gone through this. So it's a learning experience. Maybe in the South Dakota State game they'll be better. I don't know, but we'll be on the air, so I won't be able to see. That'd be funny too if these aren't students and I'm just like back. Well, oh, it's just students. I'll leave the <laughs> like, students alone. These yeah. are not students. These are professionals. These are professionals. Uh, it was. It was. It, it, I don't know. And I don't think if they hit the ball to the outfield, I don't think they were able to show that. No. Right? The, well, like I said, they had the two cameras. The one on the third base is able to pan towards the outfield. Toward they, the outfield. They that's never the did. It, yeah. Um, and then the they have another one in the outfield that's like behind the behind the pitcher view that you normally get. And they barely used that one. Also, it was able to zoom out so you could see the outfield and see the entire infield. But again, they they didn't do that. Also, I think that this was, if it was student radio, this is being you know held by Houston, right? The, yes, the school. it is Houston. So it would probably be Houston students who are probably gearing up their best call mm-hmm. and, and people that they have in, you know to work with probably we're going to do the Houston broadcast mm-hmm. so you know who knows who knows there but either way Nebraska softball gets a win yep. the most important thing production they, they value won aside took them five innings to score eight runs yeah uh, did a really good job a lot of errors again first game of the season a lot of errors going uh for Lamar but yeah Nebraska did a great job um Courtney Courtney Wallace winning pitcher in this one <laughs> you good <laughs> His phone's almost dead. <laughs> Courtney Wallace, the winning pitcher for Nebraska, keeps up her winning ways. Uh, Nebraska 1-0 on the season. Again, going to face South Dakota State here in about uh, eight minutes. Yeah, so there we go. Maybe, That's a little, possibly. Little something exciting to look forward to uh, in the Husker uh, realm of things today. Um Something that's kind of interesting, and I, I'm learning, you know, as 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 this situation keeps occurring, um, that uh, never say never, basically, because I came on these radio airwaves uh, probably within this week, maybe it was Monday, Tuesday, saying, well, the SEC, they're just not going to come down to an agreement with Oklahoma and Texas, so they'll they'll be there until 2025, and that uh, that took all of three three days to just completely turn around. Now Oklahoma and Texas have agreed to go on to the SEC in 2024. Uh, actually coincides with the same year USC, UCLA will come into the Big Ten. Yay, so new conferences. New conferences are coming. And what my question is to you, Rico, is the SEC um, kind of somewhat famously 
was headed toward a nine-game schedule at one point. And now they're not. Everybody else said, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll do that, too. And then the SEC said, oh, the SEC is too difficult. We better just go with eight-game schedule. <laughs> the SEC was like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, and they pulled it back. <laughs> ha, and losers. they never went to nine games. Now that they have 16 people in their conference, um, how do you think they should – one is how do you think that they should break it up? And I've got a few different uh, possibilities for you. But more importantly, maybe before we get into that, mm -hmm. should the Big Ten wait until the SEC makes their decision to match it? Since you know the SEC, they might not stick to whatever they say at nah, first to begin with. But just, just do whatever you're going to do if you're the Big Ten. Don't worry about yeah. the SEC. Don't worry about matching the SEC. Do your thing. Be your own conference. Um, you compete with the SEC whenever you can, whatever. This is this is irrelevant in terms of, of what's going to happen because when it all comes down to it, there's going to be 12 teams in the playoff anyways, right. so it doesn't really matter. At this point, yeah. So uh, no, let the SEC do whatever they're going to do. Uh, I doubt they go to like a 9 or a 10-game conference schedule. They probably stick at 8 because the SEC is the king of all conferences. Um, it's just and a you'll rugged just, conference to get Yeah, through. and you'll just play everybody on your side of the division and then one, one crossover opponent. And uh, we'll see what happens in the SEC. But the the breaking it up, like you just said, how are they going to you know decide SEC you know East and West? I'm guessing that's probably yeah. what they're going to go with. Um, I saw one that's you know just directly like in the middle geographically, geographically yeah. East and West. The East would be a bear, yeah, because you would have Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, Florida all in the same division, and then poor little old Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, hey, guys, we're here too. Well, in Kentucky and South Carolina. Uh, yeah, and then Kentucky, is, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, South Carolina is just like, ah, dang it. Now <laughs> what, what are we going to do? Well, the West, there's like nothing. There, There's nobody there that like, outside of, you know, the occasional LSU um, championship year or, or you know, just a really good year for LSU like this last year where they were in the SEC championship game. Outside of that, although Brian Kelly might, you know, if he stays there, yeah. might actually have them going in a pretty good direction. They might dominate the West, though, because you have Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, uh, Texas A and M, LSU. I don't know who Arkansas. Arkansas like and, it's and not Mississippi. So and Mis yeah, yeah, no Mississippi State, Mississippi. No, that's nothing. Yeah. LSU would dominate that. I mean, I could see it being broken up either way. It, it that's going to be difficult if you do uh, just two divisions. Of course, do an um, SEC North and SEC South. <laughs> That would be even worse, I think. Would it? Well, the, I have to find the it. southernmost teams would be Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, I guess Mississippi State, Auburn, Florida, maybe maybe Georgia. I'm trying to count up how many that would be, but um, yeah, that could be just as difficult. Um, either way, no matter what, you could say the SEC West would be difficult or wouldn't wouldn't be too much if they broke it up geographically, but mm -hmm. still, that's Oklahoma, Texas, Texas, and LSU. Uh, and, uh, you know, long-term, that's going to be a tough, tough, diffi a difficult division to win compared to, oh, let's just say the Big Ten West over the last several years, or the Big Twelve North, where Nebraska used to yeah. be. So, uh, so, no matter what, the SEC, uh, we can we can say it's not a, not uh, as good as what it, what it is, or this, or that. You know, the Big Ten got two teams in, mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's a bear. It, it's going to be difficult. Um, the, other, the other considerations there, if they do go to an eight-game schedule you would think that it would be seven you know because whether they go to pods or just kind of rotate it all together um who really knows uh how you break down these super conferences but if they have an eight game schedule you would think it would be one permanent team and seven rotating teams so that mm -hmm. you can play everybody every two years um whereas if you have a nine game schedule then you have three permanent opponents and six rotating teams again playing everybody um in 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 two years um 
I don't know. I I think the one permanent uh, opponent would be. I mean that that really narrows down your rivalry. There's no question where your rivalry would be. Mm-hmm. But I like some continuity a little bit. I like I like the three. I, I hope they at least go with with three crossovers. Three you crossovers. Know, or, you know, every year where you're playing. If you're Nebraska, you know the Big Ten's dealing again with the same situation in the mm-hmm. same year. Um, I wouldn't. I'd like to, you know I'd like to play everybody every two years more you know as much as anybody else and again you can do that with a nine game uh, with three permanent and I think that's probably the best way to go. I mean I I get that but I I would really enjoy just the one permanent crossover just so everybody can have that that one game that you know you're going to get year after year that's that's not you know your division or your side of the the conference or anything like that that one game that you look forward to and everybody's like yes this is this is going to be our game of the year or whatever um, I think that that would be really fun well no matter how they do it some way I was gonna miss Ohio State and Michigan every year no, I, don't, every year. I don't know how that they're happens, never gonna play them yeah for some reason it does all right let's take a quick break <laughs> even if you have to play every team like every two you play every team every two years yeah. it's just like somehow I was avoided uh, Ohio Iowa State doesn't for, 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 for <laughs> eight years I don't know what's going that. on yeah what did Iowa do to uh, to get that? Gary Barta. Yeah, that's probably pretty <laughs> easy connection there. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back with Brian Munson. Get you updated on Husker recruiting. Coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, ninety three seven. The ticket. <laughs> 